June 8, 2023. My name is Jimmy Van, and this is KYN Live. My guest says Matthew Lillard is the perfect actor. Sometimes he spends his mornings watching old Fox and CBS NFL halftime shows, and he says he's ready to go when he's got apple juice and Cheez-Its. He is an NFL writer and a YouTuber. This is Jarrett Bailey. Jared, how are you, man? It's good to see you again, buddy. No, yeah, no, my mornings are, like I told you in the uh, the lobby for this, uh, that's just my everyday morning, but people seem to get a kick out of it. So I, I, I'm, I'm leaning into the, uh, the hilarity of it at this point. Hey, whatever gets you going, I can still hear myself on the feedback. Turn me down just a little bit more. Oh, yeah, got you. Sorry. All right. So here's what's going to happen. Jared told me before we started, is there a language thing on this? I said, no. <laughs> Say what you want. <laughs> So this is going to happen. We're going to talk the KYN7, seven of the top news stories of the week that are stupid, funny, or weird. I'm going to get your reactions, and I'll ask you questions along the way. And guys, get in your super chats to get your question or statement right on the air. If you don't want to donate through YouTube or if you can't catch the show live, go to kynchat.com, leave a question or statement anytime, and we will read it on the air. I saw on Twitter you said, uh, totally real, totally ridiculous. That's going to be my autobiography title? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good, right? So... Definitely, you are the right guy for this because uh, maybe maybe as we're doing these, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, that's another story from my autobiography. I, I, I can't wait. I'm looking forward to it. Let's start with story number seven, reported by Fox 4KC. Okay, so maybe this will be part of your autobiography. So deputies from the Franklin County Sheriff's Office stopped a driver in Ottawa, Kansas, who they suspected of drunk driving. When they approached the driver to ask him to exit his car for a field sobriety test, their suspicions were pretty much confirmed before they even administered the test. Jarrett Bailey, how did they know that it was a pretty good bet that this guy had been drinking? I'm assuming that he had like just maybe like a keg in the in the passenger seat or uh, maybe he's like, oh, is he wearing like one of those fun hats that you see at like baseball games where like he got the straw this end, straw on this end, double beers on. What, what do you think the beer was? Was it, I'm going to say Keystone Light in the dual beer hat, sipping as he drives. What's the percentage on Keystone Light? I can't imagine it's too high. Okay, he's got dual four locos in, <laughs> in, in the hat. Those are like 14%, basically jet fuel uh, that, he's, that he's downing in, in, in a dual-sided hat. Well, something tells me that this could somehow lead to a Budweiser sponsorship, given where they're at. He was wearing a Bud Light beer can costume, and we got a picture of it. There he was right there. That's tremendous. One of the few guys these days, I think, that have anything to do with Bud Light. So congratulations to him. That is good stuff all around. Um, I don't know where you can find such costumes, but if if anybody knows, please let my friend had a uh, like a life-size banana costume when we were in college. Um, and he wore it to a Halloween party a few times. So uh, if anybody knows where I can get something of the sort, please, please let me know. For yourself. Yeah, man, I'm all about committing the bits. <laughs> so uh, anything that is wacky like that, that's, that's right up my alley. Well, the driver was eventually placed under arrest for driving under the influence of alcohol. He was transported to the Franklin County Jail, hopefully not in the costume. Couldn't he have at least taken that thing off before he got behind the wheel? Like, how inebriated do you have to be that you keep the thing on when you get behind the wheel of the car? Did it say what state this was in? It was in uh, Kansas. Okay, I was going to say, because it was a Franklin County in Pennsylvania. I'm wondering if this is, like, somebody I know, because that, be, that would be fun. But unfortunately, alas, alas not. <laughs> All right, let's go on to story number six. Reported by KUSA 9 News. Oh, I can't wait to show you the video associated with this one. 
So drivers on Interstate 76 in Adams County, Colorado, they ran into a surprise following an accident on the road. With nowhere else to go, they had no choice but to keep on driving. Jarrett Bailey, what surprise did drivers run into following that accident? Okay, so there's an accident. That usually means something like big with a truck or whatnot. Um, I don't know why that scene from Tango and Cash came to my head where um, Sylvester Stallone like shoots the truck and cocaine starts spilling. I'm going to say there's a lot of cocaine from like a drug smuggler. We're going to say cocaine on the highway. Wouldn't that have made people stop as opposed to... Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, road? yeah. I might have gone about that the wrong way. So uh, Maybe like one of those... Um, it's like a show farm person. They have like the horses in the back and maybe they, the horses escaped. And there's like a whole Dixie stampede happening on this, this Colorado highway. So you're getting a little bit warmer. Okay. The, the accident involved a sewage truck and drivers were forced to drive straight through shit on the highway. And we have a video clip courtesy of nine news. Oh, this is gonna be good. Watch the road with this one, Jared, watch the road. So they're driving down the road, watch the road. They got no choice. They got to keep going and kaboom. Oh my, <laughs> that's good stuff all around. That uh, noticeably just shit everywhere. Just shit everywhere. Just we also shit. have a, here is a picture showing some of the results after the drive down the highway. Oh, this would be good. There you go. Oh my goodness, that's fantastic all around. <laughs> I'm I'm a big fan of the uh, the shit highway. That's good. That's good. There's a NASCAR joke in here somewhere. It's just not coming to my head. Like, so, I'm, not a, I'm not a diehard NASCAR guy, so I can't think of like a driver that people don't like, but it's in there somewhere. Would you be thinking like, okay, windows up, drive straight through the car wash? Are you thinking, fuck it, I'm going to leave it on here for a bit because this is a good story to tell. I was going to say, I would definitely get a picture of it first because nobody, some people might believe it, but at least have the proof for a fun story. And then immediately I'm, I'm washing it. Not me. I'm going to the car wash. Yeah. <laughs> Hope so. Hope so. Yeah. No, no spit yeah. shine. No spit shine. Yeah, yeah. 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 So everybody has something that makes them nauseous, right? Ooh. Like my, my brother-in-law, for example, all the years that he owned a dog, he couldn't pick up the dog's poop because it made him dry heave. Is really? there, yeah. Is there anything that is your kryptonite in that sense? Is there anything that gives you the dry heaves? So there's a few things. Um, one of them is very stupid. So anytime that we would like do dishes or something, just make sure that our house was clean. My roommate would always make fun of me because if I had like a paper towel and it got wet and like it got in like some sort of food or anything, I wouldn't touch it again because it would, it would make me gag. Um, so that's my weirdest one. I would say is like wet paper towels with like food. Um, I'm fine with anything else. I'll fish down like the little gutter and like the drain in the sink and pull out food just to make sure it's clean. Anything else associated with that? Probably not. Um, outside of normal stuff anything anything else is like ghastly and just vile <laughs> that would make me gag um tom segura did a, a christmas episode of his podcast that's only on his website because the stuff that he shows is just disgusting and i i very very closely very almost threw up it was, it was foul so you're saying food in a paper towel makes you nauseous yeah, like we we actually had our garbage one summer. It like a raccoon got into it, and we came out and we saw it. We're like, oh balls! I guess we got to pick this up. And there, <laughs> everything else was fine. But there's like this paper towel that had like some like orange juice and like crumpled up sausage and shit on it. And I'm trying to like, I got to that and I audibly was just, 
fucking dry heaving and it, it was foul dude i don't know why that does it to me it, yeah it yeah does. everybody's it, different everybody's everybody's different. got their thing and that's mine fascinating fascinating i might have to think about that for a gag gift at some point <laughs> We have a super chat from Darth Brooks. He says, thanks for all the info and entertainment you brought us over the years, Jimmy. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. It's good to have friends in low places. Thank you, Darth Brooks. All Darth right, let's Brooks connects to, uh, to Tom Segura as well because he has like a notorious like years-long thing where he just makes fun of Garth Brooks. So, ah, like, really? Full circle. All right, let's go on to story number five, reported by KCCI Live 5 News. All right, can't wait to get your thoughts on this. So there's a wild animal that was terrorizing people in Perry, Iowa. It was lunging at people and it was trying to bite people unprovoked. Police were called. Parents are concerned. They're worried for their children. Jarrett Bailey, what kind of animal was terrorizing the good folks of Perry, Iowa? All right, so we got Midwest, Iowa. Oh, okay, well, here's the thing. If it was like something normal, we wouldn't be talking about it. Because like bear, maybe like, some sort of mountain lion. Do they have mountain lions in Iowa? I don't think that we would be talking about it if it was a mountain lion. I'm going to say, we're going to say a peacock that escaped from a zoo because peacocks kind of freak me out. Um, so we're going to say an escaped peacock. I feel like that's another topic for another conversation. So it was a cute little bunny rabbit. Check out this clip courtesy of KCCI. This is why rabbit. it aggressively lunged at the person behind the camera. Hey, what? That's all it was. Police eventually caught it. They released it in another area because it wasn't rabid. It has not returned to the neighborhood since. Okay, I got to tell you, I'm small town Canadian. I'm from a small town, and I have been exposed to all kinds of wildlife in my life. I have been around wolves and coyotes and mm. foxes and deer and all kinds of raccoons, snakes, all kinds of shit. Unless it's a bear or a pack of wolves, I'm not going to be concerned about it, and I'm sure as hell I'm not going to get terrified by a cute little bunny rabbit. Do you think that this was typical terrified city folk, or would you be equally concerned if a rabbit lunged at you like that? No, my sister has a rabbit, and every once in a while, like if I'm over, I'll just hang out with the rabbit for a little bit, make sure he gets a little bit of attention. He looked just like that, actually. It's a dark rabbit. Hmm. So, yeah, if, if you're freaked out by a rabbit, I think you need to... Uh, yeah, you need to reevaluate yourself. That was, I was expecting something not that. I was really, really, at this point, I was hoping for the peacock. That was, that would have been fun, at least, not just a rabbit being a rabbit. So explain the peacock thing. Why are you uh, a little rattled by peacocks? I think I'm just scared of birds. Um, it's not just peacocks, it's ostriches, it's emus, it's like I got like a bird. So my college, Slippery Rock University near, near Pittsburgh in Pennsylvania, they, there's this like flock of geese because we have like a bunch of like little ponds on campus. There's this flock of these asshole geese. If you get too close to them, they'll hiss at you. Oh yeah. Sometimes they'll charge you. And these bastards, while I'm walking back from class, like to my house, that's right off campus. I got to like go past these sons of bitches and they'll, I, I, I keep away from any sort of like big land bird that I know could fuck me up. Cause I, I, I don't know. Not a thing. I haven't, I haven't come close to a flamingo enough to know if they're assholes, too. I assume they are. But, yeah, I think just flight, any sort of big bird. Large flightless birds. Yeah, I guess flightless. Well, geese can fly. Well, okay. Geese, you're right. Geese can, fly. Yeah. geese can fly. So, okay. So, Canada geese, which is probably what you're talking about. 
where I come from, they're basically giant pigeons. Really? Yes. So I've been around them much, a lot, like you talk about, and they will hiss at you if mm-hmm. you get close to them. They will do nothing. And uh, I'm not ashamed to say that I've had a few uh, one-sided arguments with Canada geese <laughs> because they annoy me when they hiss. And I stop. And I've, there's been occasions I've stopped and looked up and I go, what, what, what? And they got nothing after that. There's no retort. So I'll keep that in mind next time I'm like visiting. And if one of them tries to, you know, you know, get their street cred up, maybe I'll just have to, to, to one up them. Yeah. You get in the face of that Canada geese, that Canada geese is leave you, going to leave you alone. Now swans, swans are big bastards. I haven't encountered a swan. So that'll okay. be, I'll keep, where, where can I, where can I find a swan? I mean, again, I'm from, I'm Canadian. We got everything out here. But uh, swans are big. I've had like when they're when they're up, like you know, if you reach up with a piece of bread, and if they they're over six feet, if Jesus. they reach up, yeah, yeah. But once again, Jerry, you got to tell them who's boss, man. You got to tell yourself I'm better than the swan. I'm better. I than mean, the it's swan. one thing if like I'm bigger than the bird, then I can like kind of at least handle it. But like, emus and those, fuck that, dude. Absolutely not. <laughs> well, just remember, at least they are not a llama. Llamas will spit in your face if they get pissed off. So I've um like I've seen llamas close enough, but I've never had an altercation with a llama. That's, so good. that's good. No, that's good. No, I don't want to add to your wildlife fears. We already got peacocks on there, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, like there's there's actually I don't know how similar related llamas and alpacas are, but they look pretty similar to me. Um, but there's like a group of people who like breed out there's like an alpaca farm like 40 minutes from my house. And I'll let you go. I'll let you feed the alpacas. You can pet the alpacas. Alpacas are friendly from what I've uh, come to know. I don't know if llamas are the same. If you need a new pet, there's an idea for you, man. I'll you keep know? that in mind. Yeah. I don't, I'm becoming less of an animal person by the day, though, I think. Ah, it's a shame. It's a shame. Yeah. All right. Reminder, guys, get in your super chats to get your question or statement right on the air. Or if you can't catch the show live, go to kynchat.com. Leave a contribution anytime you want, and we'll read it on the next show. All right. Let's go to story number four. Reported by KSAT News. Okay, this is like just a scene of comical errors here. So a man and a woman, they were driving in an SUV in San Antonio, Texas. They disregarded a traffic signal, went right through, and collided with another vehicle. And we have a picture of the damage. That's what happened when they collided with another car right there. So police were called, and this couple decided to flee the scene. Of course they did. This is where the whole thing turned comical after they decided to flee the scene. Jarrett Bailey, what did the couple decide to do next after they fled the scene of the accident? Oh, my. All right. Well, if it's in San Antonio, I assume the man's like dressed like Manu Ginobili or Tony Parker, one of the two. He's got like the the jersey on, um, probably a a bigger dude. Uh, Everything's bigger in Texas. And so are are the men, I guess. Um, I'm going to say they went to like a spirit Halloween type store and bought disguises and were hoping they weren't seen again. That would have been more effective. Actually, that's a, that's a better idea. So the first thing they did is they got the munchies. So they went to a nearby restaurant to get tacos. Then while they were at the restaurant to eat tacos, they saw police approaching. So they tried to hide in the ceiling of a bathroom and they fell right through. And we got pics. Here's pics of the result. That's what happened. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't look like it's very sturdy up there. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, you see all these like spy movies and stuff like that. Like, Oh, I get, I was going to say die hard, but he was crawling through a vent. Wasn't he? 
Uh, I can't remember anymore. It's been a long time since. I've Regardless, seen it. though, I'm starting to question the uh, the validity of all these like different action movies where people are in vents or in ceilings and it just doesn't collapse like that. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know what they call that material. Particle board, you know, the yeah, little ones know, that man. you pop up there. <laughs> you're what asking the wrong guy if you're asking about like uh, construction <laughs> type stuff, handyman right. stuff. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. No, I am um, if. If the fate of the world depended on me being like some sort of mechanic or handyman carpenter, we would all die. We're all fucked. MacGyver, you were not. Correct. So that couple went for tacos. If you were in a similar situation and if you decided to flee the scene because you got the munchies, what comfort food would you turn to in the heat of the moment? Oh, comfort food. All right, now we're talking. What is my <laughs> comfort food? I It comes in cravings for me, man. Like yesterday I had a craving for pasta salad. And so I went and I got just a thing of pasta salad. I ate half of it. Um, I'm a big comfort food guy, though. There was a place that I went in like Myrtle Beach who had the best fried chicken and mashed potatoes I've ever had in my life. Hmm. So anything like that. I'm a big Italian guy, too. So like penne vodka, uh, some yaki, stuff like that. Anything that's like pasta-y or carby, that's usually usually a good thing for me to find. I'm a big, big carb guy. Got it. So if authorities, you know, if they ever need any evidence, if Jarrett Bailey ever causes an accident on the highway and you can't find him, just look for the closest Italian joint. Look for the closest Italian restaurant and ask if, hey, did a guy recently order gnocchi with vodka sauce and they're going to point <laughs> to my booth and I'm going to be utterly fucked. And then you're going to run into the bathroom and try to hide in the ceiling. I'm not going to be able to run, man. After you eat like half a thing of gnocchi, you're, you're down for the count for at least two hours. Let's move on to story number three. Reported by the Philadelphia Inquirer. Oh, this one is unfortunate. Okay. So there was an old church in Philadelphia, and it was purchased last summer by the Emanuel Christian Center. The new pastor, his name is William Brownlee Sr., he wanted to mod- modernize the old church. You know, it was an old kind of broken down, beaten up church. He wanted to modernize it. He wanted to restore it. He hired contractors to go in. They removed all the old pews and the old flooring and furniture and light fixtures and everything. It had these old stained glass windows. This architectural salvager came in and saw some of the stuff, the furniture and the stained glass windows, and said to this uh, pastor, I'll take this stuff off your hand. I'll take the stained glass windows, and I'll take some of the furniture, and I'll give you 6000 bucks cash. And Brownlee thought, this is fantastic. Now I'm going to get some money to go towards the reno. This stuff is worthless, and he made the deal. But there was a problem, Jarrett. What happened after the pastor sold that stuff? I'm assuming the stuff that he sold, this guy knew was worth a hell of a lot more than $6,000. Uh, I'm going to say he got scammed or they found like dead bodies underneath this church. That's the only two things that I see this going. So two of the stained glass windows that the pastor sold were rare Tiffany pieces that ended up selling at auction for $200,000. Here is a, one of the picks. Put the first pick up. So on the left, oh my. that on the left, that's a picture of what the window looked like in the church because it needed some restoration. On the right is what it looked like after it was restored. And then put oh. up the second pick, uh, Joel. That is what they look like at auction. That's how they oh, presented my. them at the auction. $200,000. Apparently, this was an old church. It had been under previous ownership for like over 50 years. But I always got to ask in a situation like that, how do you not at least get a, get like an estimator to come in as opposed to like the first dude that walks in, 6,000 cash, boom, done. You know what I mean? Like, how do you not think that maybe I should get this stuff looked at? 
Yeah, I think, I mean, I've never been in a situation like this where I'm trying to restore something or reservate something, you know, anything of that nature. Um, but yeah, especially like churches, I feel like churches always have some goodies in there that are worth far more than what originally meets the eye. So I, that's the first thing I'm doing. If I'm, you know, if I get property, I'm like, okay, this is older looking, but it could have some value. Let's at least see what it's worth. Um, yeah, I don't, if you're, the, if you're the guy in that situation, by the way, I don't know. Would you have the heart to tell this guy like, hey, by the way, you should probably I I'm not going to pretend I'm I have the heart to be like, oh, I'm going to tell this guy the honest truth. Like I would probably have done the same thing. So supposedly because I haven't heard any like details of the nitty gritty, but supposedly that guy, that architectural salvager, after he sold those at auction for 200 grand, supposedly he donated a portion of the proceeds back to the church but okay that's that's nice of him maybe he donated a hundred dollars i mean that's, it, yeah yeah yeah. he, he doesn't have mean? to say how much he gave yeah they didn't say how much but that's yeah. supposedly what happened so you know you you kind of just answered my question because the question i was going to ask you was if you were the guy buying those windows and found out the value of them would you have given them back or would you have told the pastor or would you have said hey i'll go 50 50 with you sounds like you're saying tough shit now, I think that there's a fine middle ground for that. There's actually a really good episode of Zoe 101 on this. How about that Nickelodeon deep cut? Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> um, I think that how he went about it is probably good. Like if you, if you find out that it's worth that much more, okay, you get the money for it. I'd like to think that I have the heart to be like, hey, you know, this was worth actually $200,000. How about I just, you know, give some of this back to the church after, you know, I, some, even if he didn't know, I kind of swindled you. So if I knew about it ahead of time, though, I don't know. I feel like I, I would, I would listen to the greed Uh, as much as I hate to say that, man. I mean, I'll be the first to admit I am not a religious person. And I'm not so, no, so I, I wouldn't be fearful that, Oh, God's going to strike me down. However, I do believe in karma. And so I do believe that if I swindled this dude knew, cause I don't know if that guy knew up front that those things were worth a lot of money, right. but whether I did or didn't know, if I got them appraised, found out there were 200 grand and I paid six grand for them and I didn't give the church anything. I believe in karma to the point that like, I'm going to walk down the street and get smucked by a bus. You know what I mean? I would. Yeah. That's, I think that's where it would come around and be like, okay, I've got to give this dude something because right. Right. without right. Yeah, I, half, I kind of uh-uh. believe in karma. I kind of believe in karma to a degree a little bit too. Right. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Final reminder, guys, get in your super chats to get your question or statement right on the air or go to kynchat.com. Leave a contribution at any time and we'll read your question or statement on the next show. All right. It's time for story number two. This one takes place in my hometown. So good for us. Report about global news. So good old Toronto, Ontario, Canada, the place where I reside, the government there did something pretty brilliant. Because you know, Jared, politicians are smart. So they posted a sign at a popular dog park that has the dog owners there pretty shocked and pretty upset. Jared Bailey, what did the sign say? This reminds me of a Ron White bit where there's a sign that says, keep dogs off the grass because they don't want the dogs like shitting in the grass. And then he has the dog on the grass. And then somebody says, the sign says no dogs. And then he says, all the signs wrong. And then the dog (laughs) shits on the grass. Uh, So I'm going to say it's something similar to that, where it says, keep the dogs like just completely off of it. You're right there. So basically the sign said, we don't want any dogs barking at the dog park. And we have a picture this is the actual sign. 
due to the closeness of area residents, do not allow your dogs to bark and disturb the neighborhood. Excessive barking will not be tolerated in the dog park. So they're saying we don't want dogs to be a dog at the dog park. What do you think about this? And, and here's something else that you got to think about. Imagine the process that had to take place. So council probably had meetings yeah. about it. They probably took a vote. Then they had to spend taxpayer money to get the sign done. Then they had to get employees to go in and put it up all to tell people your dog cannot be a dog at this dog park. What do you think? Oh man, everybody's going to hate me for this, but allow me to be the prick here. All uh -oh. right. Uh -oh. As somebody who uh, I love my mother dearly, she has dogs that don't shut the fuck up. I don't like them. I understand why if like I have a dog too. My dog's an angel. He doesn't make noise at all. So like if I'm walking my dog through a dog park, he's just happy to be a dog living in America or, or Canada in, in this in this particular event. And there's just dogs going crazy. Like, I don't want to be there. Same thing, like I shouldn't I shouldn't compare this, but I'm gonna. Um, <laughs> like if like I was at the store the other day and like there was this kid screaming bloody murder. Like, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what what is so important that you got to be at Walmart while your kid just is not shut? Go home, come back another day, man. So you know I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of side with the people on this one only because like wow. ag again I know I sound heartless. That's it, it is what it is. But I'm somebody who like I understand dogs make noise sometimes. It's what it's what they do. But if it's constant and it's very clearly irritating other people and of course you could say oh they should go home then well if it's why should the min minority ruin it for the majority that's how i feel so i I'm, i don't want to come off as anti-dog or anti-children for that matter <laughs> but there i do have lines so you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna be the uh, the devil's advocate here and kind of be like i get it wow well so okay so i will say i'll agree with you to a degree on the children even though sometimes parents can't help it they gotta they gotta get stuff done but sure, walmart, yeah. walmart is not a baby park yeah, right absolutely absolutely but yeah. this is a dog park so they're saying don't let your dog be a dog at the dog park so that i kind of have to has got to scratch my head it's okay if they want to bring the dog to walmart and if the dog is barking his ass off at Walmart, sure. I get it. I totally get it. But it is a dog park. If there's one public place in the city of Toronto where a dog can be a dog, it's the dog park. You know what I'm saying? I hear you. I definitely hear your argument on that. I feel like it shouldn't be so black and white. I think there is a gray area here that we should focus more on. Whereas, yeah, dogs are going to bark while they're together and being dogs. But like I said, if there is just one or two that are just constant, like the entire time, not stopping barking, I could see why people would get irritated by that constantness of it. I think the solution is get new government. All right, let's go to story number one, <laughs> reported by news.com.au. And this story is awesome. I actually didn't know if it was real at first. So check this out. There is a family in Sydney, Australia. They built their dream home on this big five-acre piece of land, this beautiful piece of land. And we have a pic of the overhead map that shows you the property. I'll put up that first picture. So, well, the, the property is actually bigger than that. So you see how the driveway goes all the way down to the road? Yeah. So that's the size of the property. Joel only circled the house, but their property goes all the way to that road. So they have that big-ass, nice country, five-acre piece of property. One day, a developer came to visit. 
and the developer offered to buy that property because they wanted to build a big development of new homes in the area. But the family refused all offers to sell. This is our dream home. This is our dream property. They refused to sell. So what did the developer decide to do next? Oh, the developer. Oh, goodness. So this sounds like some sort of sabotage. Oh, goodness. What could a developer do to like sabotage somebody not wanting to buy? Oh, man. Maybe make up like a rumor or something that like there's oil on that ground and just have a ton of people like have like a California gold rush to this one person's home. Something of that sort, maybe. Okay. If you're the neighbor and somebody says there's oil next door, what are you going to do? Are you going to like go there with a pickaxe? Maybe. Like, yeah. Just like go like Yosemite Sam and just start digging. A pickaxe and a straw? I'm, something, man. Something. Hopefully, they, hopefully you strike something. So what happened was the developer decided, okay, cool. You don't want to sell. That's fine. We're going to buy up all the property around you and we're going to build up new houses all around you. And that's exactly what they did. And look at these pictures. This is real. Oh no! Check that oh, out. Oh my goodness. This is completely real. Put up. The, I, I don't know how many I gave Joel. Put up the next one. Look at that, oh, Jared. My goodness. Look at that. That's tremendous. Is that unbelievable? So it was 10 years ago, and, and wait till you hear these numbers. It was 10 years ago that the family was first approached by that developer. And at the time, their property was valued at about $4.75 million. Today, because they've got the big development there and because they've mm -hmm. got this massive five-acre piece of land, that property today is estimated to be worth $40 million to developers. Oh, my God. Yes, because developers could put at least 40 new $1 million homes into that space. So it's worth at least $40 million. But the family is not budging. What do you think about this, man? What are you thinking? Honestly, dude, like if I'm the person that lives there, I feel like I'm the king. I feel like I won. <laughs> Everybody else around me is in similar looking homes and I'm the mecca of this fucking neighborhood. And I wouldn't leave either. Because why would they? They have a nice piece of land. Everything else is fenced in around them. So I assume that was probably the development that did it. They probably got a nice fence around their, their property without Possible. having to pay for anything. So, yeah, dude, I, I'm not leaving. Why would I? That, you, feel, you feel like you have some sort of like, I don't know. I don't want to say God complex, but look at my house compared <laughs> to all yours. I'm in the center. Yeah, fuck all. I'm staying here. Don't you think that you're kind of waving a flag over the, over your, over the, the top of your house that says, come rob us? Yeah, I mean maybe, but you know, if you've got if you've got good security, which I mean you look at that house, you look at that land, I assume they, you know, went to some extra parameters to make sure that they're secured. Uh that sounds like a uh where'd you say this was again? Sydney, Australia. Oh, it's in Australia. How? Oh, I don't know if I want to live in Australia, but that's a whole different conversation. But yeah, man, I'm not leaving. I mean, look, I gotta just say this. Saying no ten years ago, that's one thing. All right, hey, we'll, we'll give you whatever it was, $5 million, whatever. That's one thing. 10 years later, $40 million, I think I can find a new dream home. That's a decent you know point that you make. Yeah. I mean, that's for $40 a big million, dollars, it would be a hard pass. Yeah, that's a big return over a 10-year span. I think I can find something nicer, maybe something on the water. You know, there's right. You know what? Australia. I didn't think about that. I think I'm just caught up in the fact that I can just kind of rub it in people's faces that like, yep, I'm here and you're not getting it. Fascinating, fascinating. Yeah. You're kind of like Tony Khan at the scrums a little bit. Yeah, there's something, just something about winning that I just really like. <laughs> so, that might just be, it, it might be my downfall in that situation, but it, it'll be worth it for amazing. Jared wants to say, he wants to say to say, fuck all of you, basically, is what he's saying. <laughs>
<laughs> All right. I want to thank my guest, Jarrett Bailey. Jarrett, tell the people what you're doing and where they can find you. Uh, yeah, you can check out all of my written stuff, uh, USA Today. I did a piece comparing, I mean, if you're into the, the football side of things, uh, all 32 NFL quarterbacks to non-football things, I'll give you a little bit of a hint. I compared Daniel Jones to a ham sandwich. So if that's your kind of thing, go read that. Uh, anything else that I do, all the YouTube stuff, podcast stuff, you can follow it. You can find it on my Twitter at NFL. I tweet out all the stuff I do, so that's the best place to find me. That's going to do it for KYN Live. Tune in next Thursday at 4 o'clock Eastern time for more news stories that are the name of his book, totally real, but totally ridiculous. Until then, bye for now. Thanks for doing this, man. Oh, yeah, dude, absolutely. Absolutely.